Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. So 49 of Social Suplex's podcast about AEW with a proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. I am your host, Floyd Johnson, and with me today is a special guest. If you have went back in the archives and listened to All Things Elite before, you will know this person as she was last on our show May of last year, but like very, very start of All Things Elite. It is Sydney S. And hey, yes, yes, Sydney is joining us today. Uh, Sydney and me, she are were friends from when the show first started. We went to some. What what have we went to? Went to definitely went to Double or Nothing together. We also, um, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I know we went to when we went to go see G One Supercard. We were at the the Festival of Honor thing together. Yes, and then and then we did uh, WrestleCon together. I remember. So Festi- I think we WrestleMania weekend was our weekend. <laughs> yes, Festival of Honor is where we met, and then WrestleCon. We did WrestleCon and met a bunch of wrestlers, and yeah, I got to meet I got to meet Austin, her extremely talented brother, Austin. Who you, then y'all got to meet Shawn Michaels? I remember Which that. Which I cannot thank. I still cannot thank you enough for. I owe you my life for that. And that was fun. I was I was happy to do it. Uh, that's what uh, we just like us wrestling fans take care of each other. I just wanted my pop signed. I had previously <laughs> met Shawn Michaels, so I was like, "Hey, y'all can go do the picture. Just get my pop signed." So they got to meet HBK, which is great. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we got basically meet the whole ROH roster. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was insanity. Kazuchika Okada, Tetsuya mm-hmm. Naito. Uh, the Bullet Club did not do that one. They, uh, no, I they don't saved, believe they did. They saved everything for the block party, which because of you, 
I am VIP <laughs> to the block party this year in Tampa. So Yep. See? Well, unfortunately, I couldn't go, and I didn't want a code to go to waste. So I was like, yeah, I'll send it to my buddy Floyd. So we take care of each other. That's that's the bottom line in this situation. Um, yeah, so this is Sydney. I, I don't know. You know, you know your last name. I actually know how to pronounce it. It's Sumowitz. You do? I'm so proud of you. I never forgot. Uh, so I definitely know how to pronounce it. So you can find Sydney on the Twitter. And she is at SAZoomer4, right? Yep, that is correct. At SAZoomer4. Uh, so if you're listening to the show, go th- over to see Sydney. Like her page, follow her. You can see how awesome she is. So that's great. And I thank you for joining uh me and tiffany to tell everyone that had happened today me and tiffany set up to schedule at 10 o'clock i woke up at 10 i messaged tiffany that hey time to record the show she's like i'm geeking out over wrestling figures right now i was like cool 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 and i <laughs> fell back and i fell back asleep like like completely like i guess i was tired i guess i was really tired that never happens. I am a person that when I wake up, I'm usually all the way awake. I don't mm-hmm. need coffee or anything. Well, I woke up and I'm sitting there at the desk and I'm like, all right. So let her geek out. I went, ah, and passed out. Two hours later, <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah, okay. So we couldn't record. And me and Sydney were just talking about last night how she hadn't been on the show in a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you know that's just... It's just convenient. Convenient. Yeah. Very convenient. <laughs> very convenient. Well, uh, let me do the ad stuff. I want to start the show by reminding you this episode of All Things Elite is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV, where you get access to over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries around the globe, right onto your laptop and mobile device. If you use the code Social Suplex, you get the first month free. And I also want you to make sure you are downloading this fine show on Google or Apple Podcasts. Please leave ratings and reviews, uh, or you can use leave a donation through our Red Circle. So we are in the middle of a contest, and uh, middle of a contest where you basically like, comment, a post, and then leave a review. What I have found is you can't leave a review through Red Circle. Your only options to leave a review are through Apple, which, you know, for people that don't have iPhones, that ain't really fair. Then there's Stitcher. There's a Stitcher app. But if you're listening to the show, you want to enter, you haven't been able to get a chance to enter, all of our shows go up on YouTube. So you find any episode of our show from 46 on, that's when the, uh, that's when the contest started, and you leave a review, that counts. Just leave a review on the YouTube page. Tell us what you think of the show. We've gotten about 12 reviews on Apple, uh, Apple, and then we have one review on Stitcher. So I'm really excited about that. But for anyone that was doing, wanted to do the contest, couldn't do the contest, uh, YouTube will be where you can leave those comments. And that's not something a lot of people know. Every one of our episodes, all of our episodes from Social Suplex, the audio uploads to YouTube. So you can listen to the show that way through the YouTube link. I will do a better good job of sharing that link out when I do the weekly episodes. 
But that is all the housekeeping for us. Big news of the week. It big news of the week is weird because it obviously the big news of the week would be Cody in the cage match and jumping off the uh, cage. That normally would be the big week, but it, but since we recorded so late, the big news of the week uh got bumped. The big news of the week. What is the big news of the week, Sydney? The big news of the week is as of I believe starting Wednesday, but going all the way to today, uh there was an announcement that the AEW un, are they unscripted or unrivaled? I can't remember. Unrivaled. Unrivaled action figures. And they look gorgeous. Yes. So they announced on the TV show, we will be covering the TV show from beginning to the end, but we're going to start with this. They announced on the TV show, uh, they did. They showed a little promo of all the wrestlers getting to see their toys. Then today at the New York Toy Fair, they, they unveiled all the toys. Right now, it looks like they, are, they will probably announce more, but for right now, they will be being distributed through ringside collectibles. Um... Yeah, these are really freaking amazing toys. I don't, like, I have never been, a, I've collected the Pops when they came out for, you know, the Elite Pops. But uh, I've never been really a toy guy, except when I was young, you know, when I, I think I was like 12 or 13. And, um, I, and I was, you know, like, and younger than that. I think the 12 or 13 is when I stopped playing with toys. Um, uh, yeah, I was a big toy guy. I had all the figures, I, you know, made my matches and all that kind of stuff. But they announced, uh, yeah, they showed a, a bunch of sets and they're going to start coming out this summer. Uh, the first few, the first set is going to be Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, and Brandy Rhodes. There are the first Six figures coming out. Sydney, let me ask, what's going to be the first one that you buy? <laughs> well, I will say, if they were going to have um, Pharaoh with it, it would definitely be Cody. But unfortunately, there is no Pharaoh yet. So I will wait on that one. But I am pretty sure my first figure will either be Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks because I got to support my boys. I don't know, like, I was on here earlier, and they had where you could order, this pre-order the set of six. Mm-hmm. It is now, that doesn't look like it's available anymore, so maybe it's really? sold out. I don't know. I'm, like, clicking on AEW Unrivaled. Yeah, there's AEW Unrivaled 1. I clicked on it again. There's the belt and the play set. There's each individual set of figures. Then I am clicking on All Elite Wrestle. Oh, yeah. It does not look like you could, like, they sold out of the pre-order or it's some kind of mistake on here. But I'm going to go with they sold out of the pre-order. I'm going to go with that, too. That's pretty fantastic, honestly. Yeah, because I was was planning to do it sometime after my trip because – 
AEW has been in my pocket lately. Like they have lived <laughs> in my pocket. It's like as soon as I get the money, I give the money to Tony. So I'm like, okay, thank you, money. Here you go, Tony. I'll be at whatever you have because you know that's yeah, that's how addiction works. Uh, but <laughs> but I literally I have a trip next week. Uh, I have a trip next week, which is to Chicago, and I like to you know be able to eat. So uh, <laughs> I could not afford to uh you know pre-order the uh pre-order the figures immediately yeah it's like i would love i would love like a hobby or addiction that wasn't so expensive mm-hmm. i i completely completely agree with that because there's so many times where i'm just like yeah there's there's people who are like like it's not a terrible thing to be addicted to. There's so much worse things you could be addicted to. Yeah, it's like better drugs than drugs or gambling or. I was about to say it's better than heroin. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's still like some people are just like addicted to um, uh, I don't even know, like just like stuff that isn't even close to as expensive as wrestling can be. Like, think about it. Alone, Cody and the Bucks are a hundred bucks to me. Yeah. Just them are a hundred bucks. Yeah, and while worth it, it's just it's still a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like, it gets to the point where, and I'm sure my mom has said this like a million times, where you've met them before, but you want to meet them again just to see them again, and it's like, why even bother sometimes? Because it's so expensive. Yes, yes, it is very expensive. Uh, some of the other figures that we saw from that original, we saw uh, Hangman has a figure, MJF uh, has a figure. It looks like they were pretty, pretty strong, uh, pretty strong at uh, the toy fair. Uh, Hangman put a picture of himself standing over the Young Bucks, which is <laughs> his figure. But a cool story for me, uh, back when I was... 12 or 13 uh wwe uh i think it was jacks specific uh they uh came out with their couple of their first uh wwf figures and one of the first figures i remember was Shawn michaels and of course Shawn michaels needed a rivalry and guess what my other figure that i bought was what would that be Gold dust. Wow. So here, 27, it was like I went to the show and I got a Shawn Michaels and a gold dust. And here, 27 years later, I will be buying a Dustin Rhodes figure. So it either speaks to one, two things, my lifelong love of wrestling or the fact that I never grow up or both. But it's just kind of funny. <laughs> That I bought a Dustin Rhodes figure, current figure for him in the 90s. And now I will be buying a current figure of Dustin Rhodes from 2020. It's it's, it's insanity, really. Yes. I like I, I would have told you he'd have been done wrestling a few times by then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of... 
it's kind of crazy. I plan on if I get a chance to see him. I I plan on uh, if I get a chance to see him in um, Chicago. I'm gonna tell them that story that in August or whenever the uh, the his figure comes out, it'll be like twenty something years between the times I bought a Dustin Rhodes figure. It's oh. it's it's just really crazy because when you think about it too, it's like some people have figures of Dean Ambrose, yes. which is John Moxley. So like the fact that in fall you'll get an actual John Moxley figure and not a Dean Ambrose figure, it's like it's insanity. Like that's not as long as a stretch as probably your story with like the twenty seven years. But still it's one of those things that it's just yeah. it's insanity. Like you buy you buy someone under one name and then a few years later buy him under a different name. <laughs> Yes, that is weird. I met him as Dean Ambrose and then as John Moxley, which was wow. you know, so, which was kind of funny because I remember he was my favorite member of the Shield when they originally came out, and I went to WrestleMania 30 and I was at Access and I was like, "That's the only person I wanted to meet." I was like, mm-hmm. "I literally," and so I get there and I'm late, and his line is filled up. I literally paid somebody fifty dollars to jump the line. Yes, I'm the asshole that did that, and I paid someone fifty dollars <laughs> because that was the only person I wanted to meet. I should have gotten there early, I admit, but still. Uh, but yeah, so I've met him as Moxley and Ambrose. I've met Dustin Rhodes and Goldust. You know, it's kind of funny. I never met Cody as Stardust. During that period of time, uh, I remember uh, it was WrestleMania 32, and he did a 1 o'clock access, and it was the only access that sold out. And I didn't get a ticket, and he didn't even do the access signing as as Stardust. He did it as uh, Cody Rhodes. Of course, Tiffany was there, and she got the picture with him. Oh, so, all right. So we all have our, you know, these long-standing relationships with everyone. I'm really, I did not see one today, and not saying it doesn't exist, but, like, the one figure I want other than Cody, which is everyone knows Cody would be one for me, would be a Darby Allen figure. Oh, absolutely. That would, you would need the skateboard. You'd need, like, the actual, his, like, jacket. It would just be, like... I would I would literally buy that figure just to get like a skate park figure and just like make him go on it. Yes. And the great thing about AEW is that they are very accessible. It is not hard to meet any wrestler you want to meet. So when you get these figures, they will be, you know, if you got the time to travel or whatever, they will be fairly easy to get signed. Great thing about this, if uh, I don't know if you'll be able to be there, but if you look at the timing of it, the figures come out like right before like all out. Mm-hmm. So I I am thinking I'm thinking that uh if they still do Schaumburg and they still do uh like they normally do, they will probably get a star cast in Chicago. This is me completely speculating. I want everyone to know this. I have not heard anything, but if it's in Chicago, we'll probably get a star cast and then you could take all your figures with you and get them signed which would be yeah that would that would be that would be really really cool yeah um i i am still hoping with all of my might that i'm able to save enough money and be able to make it to 
uh, that Chicago because at the moment it seems like probably won't be going to many shows. Must Dynamite comes to Michigan, they should do that already. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, they're taking forever to get up to uh, Randy's former stomping grounds. Yeah, I honestly think it's because um, it's so cold here right now, and it's kind of if like you. Our state is so bipolar. Like, at some points, it'll be like, today it was like 40-something degrees. Next week, it's going to be back down to 20 and snowing. Like, the fact that it's so random on the weather, you can't really plan out very well. So people could get delayed. There could be, like, wind chill chill, uh, advisories and stuff. And and I'm sure they just don't want to have to really worry about that. So I'm assuming, this is just an assumption, I don't know. That if they do come, they're gonna come in the summer. Yeah, that would be, that would you know that would be awesome for you. I, I that definitely, and it'll spread it out because you'll be, you know, you'll go see them what next week, and then you know you'll have a few months, and then you get to see them again. Me, I'm completely, completely crazy, and <laughs> I don't have the I don't have school unfortunately, fortunately holding me back, so. I will, yeah, I, I think, let's see, it's Chicago and Kansas City, then nothing in March because I have WrestleMania weekend. I know, weird, I'm still going to WrestleMania. But I think they make their way back to Texas in April or May. And then, of course, I will be at Double or Nothing in Vegas, which I, I was just talking about that today with the wife. It's just Man, Memorial Day weekend, it is. I love Memorial Day weekend. I love Las Vegas, but it's literally the most expensive time to travel to Vegas. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, looking at the, uh, I was, you know, like, I, I said, I'll never drive to Vegas again, right? But it's mm-hmm. like, seriously, now, months in advance, it's like already $600 to get to Vegas. That's insanity. Yeah, that's insanity. So it's like, you know, I rent a car. I take two people with me. It's seriously a third of that. I'm talking about the car rental and the gas. Is my goodness is a third of that. And people ask why I drive everywhere, and I was like, and I try to tell them, that's why I drive everywhere, because it's cheaper. It, it, it's it's time consuming. It's horrible. But it's cheaper, and it's just that's why I do it. But uh, more about the figures. What'd you say your favorite figure was? Uh, I want the uh, like the Kenny Omega Young Bucks ones because like those are the ones like Kenny Omega. I thought just looked really cool, but the Young Bucks would just be absolutely awesome just because of the fact that I've never. Of course, I've never really had any action figures past like the WWE ones we had when we were way, way younger that I don't even remember when we got. And, but like, I've never had like a tag team figure, so it'd be really cool to get them both because I mean they're my favorite tag team. So yeah, I could I could imagine that. I do want to see you though. I absolutely want to see you. Yeah, I didn't. Did I miss that? I did not see any of their figures. SCU. I saw Penta. Uh, I'm assuming they'll be uh, series three, maybe. Yeah, I saw Ray. Uh, of course, I saw Am. I mean, uh, Moxley and MJF. I'm actually literally scrolling through 
on ringside collectibles right now because lucha bros were the coolest one for sure like they just looked incredible yes i and uh then they got the jericho special one uh jericho mm-hmm. and cody are both having special figures where cody's going to be wearing uh the star trek inspired uh captain suit or captain mm-hmm. shirt and it is only going to be one of 500. So it's crazy. Yes, it's going to be one of 500. And then Chris Jericho is going to have his full like pain maker and get up on one of them. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a limited display also. One in 1000. They they made it uh, clear that the one in 1000 are the chase edition yeah. and the one in 500 are the rare edition. Yes, so yeah, I'm looking looking forward to all the figures there. You can go to ringsidecollectibles.com ringsidecollectibles.com to see all the information as far as pre-orders or you can go to Ringside Collectibles' Twitter page and that's where I'm pulling a lot of the information from now. <laughs> yeah, I um, and, and the other thing I remember seeing was two figures that are to be determined right now that are going to be the chase and rare for series two. Okay. I have a feeling it's going to be a mox one. I think that'll be your rare one. And I think you're, um, I swear to God, if they do the hangman on a horse for their chase one. Yeah. I didn't even think of that till now. Yeah. That would be awesome. Hangman on a horse. Um, uh, you know, and it's funny, you know, we got Brandy, but it's, I don't know if it's licensing things, but I'm ready for like Nyla and Rio and those people. And uh, I think that I, I'm looking forward to a lot of the figures. I, you know, it's one of those things, be patient. Everyone will get a figure, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited about all uh, what they have. It's a next step forward in the evolution of AEW. Uh, again, the t-shirt company is, I mean, that's like, it's, it's almost like an old joke at this point because, you know, they're, they've so been so much more than the t-shirt company. They're on national TV every week. They have all the merchandise you have. Now they have figures. They're on TV to what? 2023 at least. It's just, at least, and they have a new show coming out. So it's just like. It's it. They're not going anywhere, and it's just. I hope you know. They're in it for the long haul. Everybody gets used to it. Like when people call them a t-shirt company, it's like now you can just kind of laugh them off and go about your day because they obviously don't know what they're talking about at this point. It's just you're oh, just absolutely. you're fighting you're fighting you're fighting a losing battle if you you still think that's all they are. You know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool because we're it's like we're past that. You know. It was like, oh, you, you, mm-hmm. know, you, you know, you know, you're gonna be the flavor of the month, and then the ratings are gonna catch up with you. You're gonna be this, and then this is gonna happen. The goalposts kept being moved, and now it's like there's nowhere else to move it. Oh, well, you're still not raw. And I'm like, okay, so you're com- now you're comparing our product with something that's been on TV for 30 years and saying we're not there yet. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I can li- I can live with that. <laughs> You know, you know, I can live, I can live with AEW not drawing the same numbers at Raw, with Raw having a thirty-year head start. 
yeah, I, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's just like you're ridiculous. So that's fun. Yeah, completely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, loving all the figures, uh, Matt, and uh, it was kind of cool that uh, the the Elvis costumes that Denise Cutler uh, designed for them are are being used on Matt and Nick, which is awesome because if you know the story of the Cutlers. They've come a long, long way, and that's just I, – I was like, when she put that, it was one of those things that, like, legitimately I was just happy for her because, you know, that's forever. You know what I mean? As, as long as these are toys, yeah. you know, that d- design that they were wearing, you designed. That That's forever. As long, you know, that's, Absolutely. You're like, the first – uh, the f- first Young Bucks AEW figures have her design on it. That you can't take that away. If she never designs anything else, which I seriously doubt, but you can't take that away from her, which is really freaking awesome. But uh, yeah, so that was that. Uh, that was the toys. I'm super excited about them. I plan on having them all. You no, know, I'm not really a toy collector. It's just AEW, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's the, like I just love AEW, so plan on having them all like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. So, <laughs> so let's uh, talk about Dynamite this week. Now, uh, Dynamite this week has been considered. Now, I said this last week that the Dynamite <laughs> last week might have been the best episode ever, and I was like, okay, I, I said the same thing after yeah. I saw it. Yeah. So then this week, we are getting a lot of people outside of the ADW fan base. A lot of people that generally will bury AEW if they're not good. That kind of thing. They they pretty much stay impartial. Saying this was the best episode of AEW Dynamite ever. So, <laughs> now I got to ask Sydney a really tough question. I will give you time right. to answer. Which episode okay. was better to you? So, I have my reasonings. So, last week, we had the greatest women's match of all time. I, like, like at least on, on Dynamite, it was the best women's match I've seen them have. And it was incredible. Had me on the edge of my seat so many times. I was like, oh, is it going to end here? Is it going to end there? Is Riho going to retain? Is Nyla going to win? Like, all that sort of stuff. And we also had, like, a ton of really, really awesome moments that I cannot remember off the top of my head right now. But, honestly, that was really all I took from last week's show, was the women's match, which made the show incredible. Don't get me wrong. It was, like, near the end of the show, so it was, that was what I was thinking about. I was like, man, this is awesome. Um, oh, yeah, and then there was also the lashes, which, that was a huge thing, too. Um, or, or was that the week before? I can't remember now. Um, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it was the week before. <laughs> week before. My bad. So it was, it was the fallout of the lashes, too. So yeah. that was pretty cool, too. But this week, I felt like all around, it was a better show. The opening match, absolutely incredible. The ending match, outstanding. The middle stuff. Like, the women's match wasn't as amazing as last week, but it was still really, really good. The other matches, also really, really good. A great um, a great point about this is um, 
my dad likes to keep up with AEW, but he's not like a huge fan of a ton of stuff. Like the week of the lashes, he just watched the lashes. Um, last week he didn't even watch cause, um, we were just so busy over that weekend. But this week I told him, I was like, you have to watch. I hate to cut myself off, but Triple H is walking into this fight for, uh, <laughs> what, for the, whatever Tyson Fury versus is whoever he, fight. Is he, are they doing the walkouts now or is it, did they just showed them in the crowd? They're just walking. They were having people walking backstage. They had uh, Michael J. Fox, uh, Triple H, and Stephanie. And I don't think they've actually had the fight yet. Sorry, I interrupted myself. Um, but he normally, I told him, I was like, "You have to watch this beginning match, and you have to watch the end match." We basically watched the entire show because I was like, "You got to see this part. You got to see that part." There was so many good moments from it. I felt like all around. It was an incredible show, while last week there was, like, incredible parts, but still, like, some some parts that were like, eh, I mean, could have been better, but anything could be. So if I had to say, in my long-winded discussion, I would say that this week's Dynamite is the best, best Dynamite ever. All right, so I was at last week's Dynamite in Austin. Mm-hmm. And yep. I had the makings and the beginnings of the flu, as I've told everyone. So, if you ask me which one I enjoyed more, just based on the fact that I was healthy this week. But there is one, I hate to be predictable, that's why I started with that version. One person wasn't on the show last week, but was in the main event this week. <laughs> So it makes I know the, what's coming. Yeah. I mean, Cody. It makes the decision pretty much a slam dunk. To me, Cody's in the main event. That's the best show. But last week was an amazing show. Uh, I mean, I'm sitting there in, in, with the Delta illness, and I really did enjoy that show, like, immensely. Even during the time where I was sitting there, hacking up a lot, I still enjoyed the show. Probably would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't. But whatever. This week, me being 80% or whatever the hell I am, uh, watching watching the show, It I mean, my favorite thing is when AEW starts off with a tag team match. That's like oh, yeah, my favorite sure. thing. They, t- they turned it up to 11 by starting off with a tag team battle royal. I'm like... That didn't get your blood going, and it was a good battle royal. Now, I will be honest. Oh, absolutely. Battle royals are like pizza to me. Even when they're bad, I still enjoy them. But this battle mm-hmm. royal was well booked. Every elimination meant something. They were very clear about the rules from the beginning. That's all great. Then you end with freaking Cody Rhodes. <laughs> the master of entering storytelling. Uh, you can, is he as good a worker as Kenny? Depends on what you like in your work. Is he on that level? It depends. I will always say that. To me, he is. He tells stories the way I like to see them told. That is why he's my favorite wrestler. I, I, oh, I make I make no bones about it. He tells stories the way I like them to be told. To me, I will always say I love epic wrestling matches, but around the fourth epic wrestling match, you can kind of get the formula of an epic wrestling match. Cody has a formula, 
but he does it in a way that I I always feel surprised, shocked, and excited. So, again, that's why I follow Cody. In this match with Warlow, someone I had never seen wrestle, it was pretty much the match itself inside of a cage was pretty much eighty every 80s face versus monster match I ever saw. But I love it. It, it, it pulls on my heartstrings of childhood. So we're about to go through the show match by match, give our thoughts, and then talk about next week. So this week, we start off with the tag team battle royal in the battle royal or the Young Bucks, Jurassic Express, the Stronghearts, Butcher and the Blade, the Best Friends, John and uh, John Silver and Alex Real of the Dark Originals of the Dark Order, TH2 and Helico and Jack Evans, the Private Party, Ortiz and Santana of the Inner Circle, and SCU Frankie and Scorpio. Uh, it was announced very early in the match by Mr. Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone. I don't remember which one said it. That uh, this is basically a double elimination battle royal for your team to be eliminated. Both of your people have to be eliminated. So one guy from your team can win the battle royal for your team, which sets up a tag, makes you the number one contender, and sets you up a tag team match for Revolution. So this directly, this match directly affected what me and Sydney were going to see a week from now, That which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, Uh. so Nick got eliminated pretty quickly, didn't he? Yeah, uh, he well, it wasn't extremely quickly. A lot of other people got eliminated before him, but still, he got. I mean, there was maybe like, I we were maybe like, I it was right after. Um, so they got a, like Dark Order got SCU eliminated. Yeah, so like was, not too long after that, Nick got eliminated, and I think it was I think it was Santana and Ortiz that eliminated him. Yeah, uh, I can't man, remember for the life it. of me. Yeah, it just says Nick. It literally just says Nick Jackson was eliminated next. It doesn't say who. But uh, okay, well, but yeah, it was still pretty early on in the match, and I was just like, oh god, maybe because I was just like thinking to myself because before the match started, I was like, I want the Young Bucks to win this. I want them to win this. I want to see Hangman and Kenny versus the Young Bucks. But I was like. Well, I see you could be a good one too, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did Santana Ortiz or Butcher and Blade. And so I was like, I don't know exactly who's gonna win, but it'd be cool if Young Bucks won. Once Nick got eliminated, I was like, uh, I guess they're not gonna win, but it's okay. And I, I was fine with it. Yes, um, but uh, fast forward to highlight of the match: uh, Orange Cassidy. Uh, he uh, caught. Uh, Orange, he caught Trent when they tried to eliminate him, and Trent kept Trent's feet from touching the ground, and then the blade was eliminated. Then that dastardly bunny, she came up to Orange, <laughs> and of course he was chilling, being Orange, and then she hit him in the junk, and basically took out Orange, which led to Trent being eliminated. We get to the last three, which is Matt Jackson is with Santana Ortiz. Uh, Santana Ortiz actually gave Matt a street sweeper. They tried to throw him out. He held onto the ropes. Matt super kicked Ortiz from the ring. Then super kicked Sammy G, who tried to springboard in in one of the best taken super kicks, best sold super kicks ever. That man is dead. 
Yes, it looked like his. He's hair a ghost got, now. He <laughs> looks like his hair got clean, cooked, uh, took off. I have not seen too many people take a super kick like that. Shout out to Sammy, uh, Sammy G again. Half of even wrestling, though you don't remember it, huh? <laughs> Sammy G's going on Twitter. People are <laughs> like, "Yeah, it's insane. You hit that. You hit that. You got. Uh, you survived that super kick." And he goes, "Like what super kick?" Yes. And then, like, he was talking about he was going on a flight to Australia, and he's like, my chin hurts for some reason, but. He does not remember getting kicked in the face that hard. Brain damage. I don't think anyone would. <laughs> uh, so, Matt outlasted Santana, eliminated Santana. The Young Bucks are your winners, and they'll be facing the AEW Tag Team Champions at Revolution which is actually to be named later because Kenny Omega and the Lucha Bros will be wrestling later in the show. Uh, we see Cody and Brandy along with Sydney's favorite, Pharaoh, <laughs> rolling into the ring. If no, so you don't know, Cody and Brandy live in the Atlanta area. So this is a home game for them. Uh, then the next match up is Shauna or Shanna. Is it Shanna or Shauna? Do you know? I believe it's I believe it's uh I believe it's Shanna versus Chris Statlander, the uh the resident alien. Uh Britt Baker is joining the commentary. I've heard uh mixed reviews on Britt Baker on commentary. I thought she was amazing. I uh that the attitude, that snap that she has as a heel was I think something she was missing as a face. So I inherently enjoyed her more than the commentary. Only thing I can honestly say is I think I was listening to her more than I was watching the match, which is. Yeah, I could I could understand that. I liked her on commentary, but my whole feeling about her was honestly kind of personal. I just felt bad for Tony with how much she was bullying Tony. I'm just like, you can stop talking about Tony now. You can talk about these women in this match like uh, you know it wasn't like bad commentary or anything but like it was just one of those personal things and i'm just like leave him alone he's a nice guy i love the fact that she's bullied him so hard he now defends her and takes her side if you if you've ever know if you notice in the commentary she would bully him and he would be like he deserves it and then you know they would try to say something bad about her, and then Tony would defend her. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like, uh, this is weird. He, she, she has bullied you into loving her. Uh, and Burt Baker pulled out a point. She's like, uh, who's trending number one, though? Me. Because last week, doing her promo, for about 30 minutes after, she was trending number one on Twitter. Uh, so uh, basically the match ends... Uh, Shana hits uh, Statlander with a DDT. Stat, uh, Statlander escaped that pin. Shana smashed into Statlander with a low drop kick, but that couldn't stop her. Uh, she uh, she reversed Shana and finished with the Big Bang Theory on Shana, scoring the pinfall. And uh, at that point, Chris Statlander was going to the back, and then we get a recap of Nyla. And winning uh, against Rio from last week, Nyla comes down the rope uh, uh, ramp and is interviewed about Tony about her victory just seven days ago. It was I thought Nyla was on another level. Then I'm like her promos tend to be intense, 
But I think this is on another level. I love the fact that she said, like, my favorite line is that she's only going to be a one-time champion because no one will ever beat me for it. I, You know, I was like, that was just like, I've never heard anyone say that, you know, in my wrestling Sorry? days. So, uh, oh, that's fine. I've never heard anybody say that, so I thought that was really intense. Did you have any thoughts on this interview or Nyla's promo? One sec. So, yeah, uh, so Nyla just cuts this scathing promo, and then Chris Statlander comes out, and it looks like she's challenging her. And then my girl uh, Vic Swole come out, and she does her little – she puffs on her thumb and – you know, makes her uh, muscles bigger because she big swole, and uh, and, and it, it was a tiny bit of controversy. Uh, big swole called Nyla uh, brother, and now again, I'm going to say this just in case anyone didn't hear it. That's just how they. That's just how Nyla and Big Swole talk to each other. They are have a very friendly and loving relationship. I saw it. First and for you know, hand, uh, you know, at all the uh, star at Starcast last year, I think it was uh, it was for the, it's, I think it was called for the culture, uh, that mm -hmm. uh segment, and it's just like they have a very loving, playful friendship, and she was just kind of going at her by saying brother, it wasn't referring yeah. to her gender, and yeah, even Nyla's wife. Uh, Kale came out and said something. It was just, uh, I just wanted, I just kind of wanted it out there clearly because I just hate how when people take like a word or a misstep and they try to make it hate. And yeah, and that, that, that always really annoys me because yeah. you just hate it when that happens. Because it's like, this could have been further from the, further from the truth in this particular mm -hmm. case. Mm -hmm. But what did you think about the Nyla interview or promo? I thought it was very, very good. Um, definitely showed her as a as a great champion, fighting champion. Showed all of the people who were more than likely are going to come next, and some cool matchups that I'm excited about. And I'm just I'm 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 thrilled she's champion. I'm absolutely thrilled about it because I just think she's going to be absolutely fantastic, and she's just such a good talker that definitely helps and. She's an incredible wrestler, so it's just uh, two peas in a pie, I guess. Nyla's <laughs> going to elevate the division in one, uh, two ways. First of all, I think the matches will be uh, elevated with her because every match is going to have a very similar story. Nyla Rose is mm -hmm. the monster. Everyone else is smaller than her, and then you're going to tell the match. The great thing about it is such a simple wrestling story that it's not hard to follow. So people that have never seen AEW women's wrestling or know who they are, it's a very easy story to follow. One person's bigger than the other person. Second of all, when someone finally beats Nyla, and I imagine it's going to be a face, it's mm -hmm. going to elevate them to a level of superstardom that they wouldn't have got from beating someone like Rio. You know? Yep, so, for sure. So it's just going to be like, oh, you're a badass because you beat Nyla. And that's why I think mm -hmm. Nyla should have a really, really long title run. Just I because 
when someone finally beats her, it will be a huge deal. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. all right. So yeah, we had the fake triple face off between Chris Statlander, Big Swallow, and Nyla. I don't know if that's going to end up being a triple threat match or if we're going to get Chris Statlander versus Big Swole to see who faces Nyla at uh, Revolution. But either way, it should make for a good match. Um, Taz joined the commentary team. Uh, so excited for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he joined the commentary team. Was it four people? I think it felt like Tony was gone. I, think- I couldn't. I think Tony was gone. I can't remember correct uh, exactly, but I'm pretty sure Tony was the one who left. Yeah. So I was thinking it was Taz, Excalibur, and Jim Ross. They came out for the Mox versus Jeff Cobb match. I thought uh, Taz was fantastic on commentary. That's before- I completely agree. Completely before- agree. Before I even say a match. The way he was explaining the suplexes and how Jeff Cobb being shorter actually works to his advantage because he has a low center of gravity and how he suplexed and how all of them hurt. He added legitimacy to the wrestling. If you Absolutely. if you close your eyes, you would have thought it was you were talking about an MMA fight or a judo, you know, or a judo competition or something like that. He he did a very good job of making this uh, fight come off legitimate. So I thought I, I mean, like like I said before, a blow even happens. I just thought Taz did a really really good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were I know you've seen him work before, but in this case, what were your impressions of Jeff Cobb in his first match in AEW? Um, I remember one thing I definitely remember, which Austin remembered better than I did. But um, we actually saw Jeff Cobb wrestle when we went to a Ring of Honor uh, house show. I believe it was a War of the Worlds show. And we saw Jeff Cobb there. And he was absolutely fantastic there. And I didn't really know who he was. I slowly started to get to know who he was. Oh, my God. He was fantastic here. Like, he was, he was great enough that he was, like, the monster in the match. But he didn't, like, destroy Mox because it always kind of it, it seemed like it was an even playing field like even though Cobb is this hired gun I still felt like this is an even match this is an even playing field these guys are going at each other to their hardest ability and while there's points where Mox is over Cobb and other points where Cobb's over Mox it's like it always seemed like a good wrestling match and that's how I felt about it so it was just like a kind of even if somebody was losing at some point where, like, if someone lost the match, it was the point that you didn't even think, like, oh, that person's buried. It's like, no, like, that person showed an incredible showing, and the winner showed an incredible showing, so it's a win-win, and that's that's how I took it. Yeah, the best, like, the cop throwing a John Moxley around like he was a child was pretty amazing and it added to John Moxley's can't quit because he kept coming out and the ending was perfect in the match uh when I the reason I say uh it was perfect is because he did uh you know uh Moxley does a superplex or Cobb does superplex on Moxley Moxley hooks his leg and gets the uh pinfall so uh in in that case it didn't make Moxley look bad 
it, it, it actually Marcus looked good because he kind of escaped, and then uh, Cobb looked good because you know he he dominated the match for the certain point. Then absolutely Im- immediately after the match, immediately after the match, the inner circle jumps in, starts atta- attacking Mox. Uh, Dustin Rhodes comes out and uh, attacks Hager, and then the lights go out. Um, yeah. When the and the lights come back on, the music hits, and on his skateboard you see Darby Allen. He's yay. Sta- yes, uh, I I said uh, I've heard this said before, and it was like an original thought of mine, but I don't know if I was the first to say it, so I cannot take credit. Uh, he looks mm-hmm. like if Sting and Jeff Hardy had a baby. And, <laughs> You're definitely not wrong there. Yeah, so uh, he skates towards the ring, starts attacking everybody with the skateboard, even uh, even gets uh, Jeff Cobb down. Uh, apparently, he clears the ring, and then during the commercial, which I did not see, he did. Uh, ch- uh, he did. Uh, actually, I did see this. He uh, pulled out his cards, and he asked yep. for. Uh, <laughs> He asked for Sammy to hit him up and for them to fight at Revolution. I it has not been confirmed yet, but I'm mm-hmm. almost one hundred percent sure that uh we're gonna get Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara at Revolution, which let me tell you, mm-hmm. as an opening match, that would be an amazing opening match. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh looking forward to that match. Um then let's see what do we have next. Uh, then we had the tag team match, the world tag team match. We had Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus the Lucha Bros. Now, if you want to talk about tag team wrestling, you're talking about my favorite stuff in the world. This match did not did not disappoint in any way. Uh, the Lucha Bros are one of my, if not my favorite tag team. Kenny Omega and Hangman are not my favorite tag team, but they are two amazing performers. And this was just four people going out there and performing their ass off. Uh, Sydney, what were your overall thoughts on this match? Oh my God, I freaking love this match. It just proves how much more the Lucha Bros are just on another level right now. They're absolutely insanity. Like, I was blown away with just... Every match that I've seen with the Lucha Bros has always been main event caliber. And I absolutely love them in their wrestling abilities. Like, there were so many incredible spots that I can't even rename. But, like, this was just, like, close to a five-star match. If he might even be a five-star match. Because they just had a fantastic showing. And there were so many points where it was like, oh my god, the Lucha Bros might take the titles. Like, this could be insanity. We could get Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks again. Like, oh my goodness, could you believe that? Like, it was, I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, keeping my focus, and I was just like, oh my god, this is absolutely fantastic. Yes, uh, I completely agree. Uh, The Lucha Bros, and I'm going to, I'm going to say something that I, I haven't heard a lot of people say. The, be- the strength of the Lucha Bros is whether they're winning or putting you over, they still look amazing. So it makes your win or your loss look that much more amazing. So true. Like, so in this match, Kenny and 
you know, it elevated Kenny and Hangman as a tag team by beating a team that the Bucks have beat because the Lucha Bros are so hard to beat. I'm very, uh, I'm very open about how I think Ray Phoenix or Phoenix or Phoenix or however they pronounce Ray it. Ray Phoenix. Yeah, is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I just think he's a human highlight film, and he did it again in this match. Uh, Hangman has found this new, cool, confident, partially drunk character that <laughs> I, it, it was every, Partially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It <laughs> I think was, it's more than partially. As I was say, uh, it's everything that he needed. I remember uh, when I was first doing the show last year, I, I've never, I was never really on the Hangman bandwagon. And then when they put him in the title match at Double or Nothing, I was like, ah, I'd really like it to be someone I actually think could win. And, you know, he had a really good match, but I always said there was something missing with the Hangman to me. And he's found it. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. Maybe it was at the bottom of a cup. Maybe it was the $12 <laughs> he had to spend. But he has found his energy uh, switching to the buckle, I shot Lariat as his finisher. I just, I thought that was great. Uh, I love that move. Uh, yeah, and then we end this match with a buckshot, uh, buckshot V-trigger combo. They get to one, two, three. They beat one of the best tag teams in the world. Uh, and that sets the stage. Kenny uh, and Hangman. Kenny against his best friends, the Bucks. At a revolution for the tag team championship, I am just super excited to see what they can do. I've already seen what Kenny and Hangman can do as a tag team. Now I can see what they can do with the Bucks as a tag team. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, and I really cannot wait to see what they do, how they pull it off, how well they work together. Like I'm sure they're going to work incredibly together because they're best friends after all, but it's it, it just makes me so so excited because it's a matchup we haven't seen like you've seen young bucks and lucha bros a ton you've seen young bucks and best friends like you've seen those matches but this is a brand new tag team and that's what i love about the idea of putting kenny and hangman together because it's something new because like you can just bring in a tag team and then it's like a tag team that you know already like when they brought in santana and ortiz and like you know they're incredible. You probably haven't seen them wrestle a lot of these people, but when you make a brand new tag team like what they did with Hangman and Kenny, that just makes me so much more excited to see their chemistry and how they work with real tag teams like Lucha Bros, like Young Bucks. And when it's their friends, how differently is the match is going to go? And I'm just absolutely stoked for it. I, I didn't realize how stoked I was for it until I started explaining it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be super kicks and butt shots thrown everywhere, and then you have that underlying tension of will Kenny take out his friends? Will Hangman get pissed at Kenny if they don't win because he thinks he took it easy? It's just like you have all this underlying tension on the match, and it's just I'm looking forward to it because Hangman seems to hate the other members of the elite. You know, well, he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want to be attached to them anymore, and they keep on making them attached. Yeah, and he's trying to separate himself. So, mm -hmm. I'm excited to see how this plays out. I just think there's so many different ways you can go with it. So, I am excited to uh, see how that was. 
the next segment is Dana announcing the uh, the toys. Uh, so we already talked about that at length at the beginning of the show. Then Dana got her TV. She did. Debut. That was her TV I'm debut. I'm so happy for her. <laughs> and then uh, for the first time ever in the history promotion, a steel cage match. Uh, Cody, the American Nightmare versus uh, Wardlow in a steel cage. The only way, way to win by pinfall or submission. So that means no escape rule that is for the other company. This company, you know, the reason that there's a cage here is so there's a winner. Not so uh, that someone escapes. That was the exact quote by good old Jim Ross, and I thought that was good. Uh, That's really good. And I also um, felt like one of the coolest things was the actual cage itself. There was slightly different um, architecture to it. My favorite thing was that it didn't hit all the way to the ground. It was kind of levitating. So it was being held up, and there was a little space in between the ring and the actual cage. So if you fell in there, you're stuck there and you you can get like slammed and like it just seems like so much more brutal and so much more real because it's like almost like you're not just stuck in a cage like you're in that cage and you can't escape. But it's just one of those things that it's so much more brutal to have it where the cage gives more give where you can move it back and slam it into someone like that sort of thing. And it just like it made me. When I saw that, like saw how much give the this cage was given, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like a an incredible match," and I was almost positive Cody was gonna bleed. Yeah, and you were not disappointed. But best thing about <laughs> the cage is, I thought it was every bit as high as hell in the cell. It looked, uh, it looked, it looked well made, so it didn't look cheap at all, and. Uh, you know, it was very much, it reminded me of an 80s cage. You know, when you get to cages now, they they seem more like set designs that you're meant to climb over. This cage was meant to literally keep people in, keep everyone else out, and that mm-hmm. was cool. Uh, we had a spot where uh, the cage door goes open, and Jim Ross like that, you know, the cage door me- being open means nothing to this match. Uh, you know, escapes mean nothing in this match. And there was this chance where the door was open and it played back to an old thing where Arn Anderson actually slammed the door on Dusty Rhodes' face in a cage. And Arn Anderson had the chance to do it to Cody. And, and you know, MJF was like, you know you hated his dad. You know you wanted to do it. And uh, Arn teased hitting Cody and then hits MJF in the face with the cage. Uh, so it was, I just thought that was such a cool moment. Anytime I see Arn Anderson active on my TV is always going to be something I call attention to. Um, <laughs> but inside the ring, it was a 1980s monster match. Now, absolutely for, for those that listening and don't know what a 1980s monster match is, it's when the baby face is going up and it's an insurmountable file. Generally, he punches, he kicks, he tries to hurt the big guy, and, he, and, you know, he starts the match off as invulnerable, and he keeps leveling up the maneuvers. He'll do a clothesline, he'll do this, he'll do a shoulder block, and the guy is still showing invulnerable, and eventually he hits him with that special move that uh, basically makes him stagger and then gets him off the feet. 
that's pretty much I just described what happened in this match. And you know, and Cody <laughs> uh Cody finally gets him down. I think he hits uh Warlow uh after he is thrown into the cage. He was the first one thrown in the cage. Uh he he was bleeding and then Warlow just went in, you know, to destroy. And um Cody does his comeback, uh hits the disaster kick. Uh, hits a crossroads, but Warlow kicks out, and then he goes up. He gets Warlow down. He goes up to the very top of the cage, and then he does a black, uh, a, uh, a moonsault plancher on the Warlow. Warlow uh, gets hit with it, and he gets the one, two, three. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Uh, what did you think about the jump? The jump, I will tell you, I totally didn't expect it. When I saw this cage, I was like, there's no way they're going to climb it. That looks pretty dangerous. I don't think they're going to do it. Because it didn't seem like, it seemed like someone could climb it from the outside. So when MJF started to do that, I was like, that's not surprising. But when Cody did it, I was like, oh, God. Like, I saw him looking up. I'm like, oh, God, no. God, no, Cody. (laughs) And I was so, so worried. But thankfully... He hit that spot. It was absolutely gorgeous. And all he did after that spot that looked like it would have been the most painful thing in the world, broken a ton of bones. All he did was fracture his big toe. Yeah, and he showed the picture of the toe, and he's like, he's you know, he can wrestle on it as needed. So it doesn't look like he's going to be, uh, he doesn't look like he's going to be affected for next week at Air Evolution. But this week in Kansas City, I think MJF might find him and step on said toe. I wouldn't be surprised at that. I also think after this match, because basically MJF, at the end of that show, you saw he was terrified. You can just see in his face how scared he is to actually face Cody. Because he knows what he's done to Cody. He knows Cody's pissed. He knows Cody's going to go for everything in the world for him. So what I think he's going to do next week, and I would be just speculation, I have no idea. I think MJF is going to do everything because every stipulation has been put into place so far except for one. I think MJF is going to do everything in his power to get Cody to hit him. And I honestly think he might put his hands on Brandy. And if he does that, it might get close. But I think at some point, something's going to happen that'll stop it, or he'll almost hit his, put his hands on Brandy, because you saw he almost put his hand on Brandy this week. And I feel like that's really his only option left. He needs to get out of this match. How is he going to get out of it? Get Cody to hit him any way possible. And I just feel like if that's the underline for the entirety of the show, is MJF just keeps trying to get Cody to hit him, I think that that would be... Such a great build because it's going to be MJF saying all this terrible stuff, doing all this terrible, terrible stuff, all this stuff to make Cody hit him. And it's just going to fuel his fire and his rage and his revenge to place on MJF at Revolution and freaking kill the kid. Yes, yes, I completely agree. I'm looking forward to Kansas City like exponentially for that reason. Um, but yeah, Cody's going to kill him in revolution and, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I saw the beginning of this rivalry. I'll get to see the end of it. Uh, 
it's just I'm looking like I said I'm looking forward to it like no one's business. Uh, Cody gets on the mic after this match. Cut a uh, he didn't really cut a promo. He just talked and he asked everyone to stay f- for the matches after Dynamite. Told them about 200 yards from this spot. Uh, I was coming outside and with my dad and you know his dad told him don't tell don't don't, don't steal anyone's pop. And he went out, and he found out, you know, why fans loved his dad, and they showed him love. And he said, and now, uh, you know, when he first started wrestling, they didn't really show him love, and he had to earn it. And now he comes out, and they take care of him. And he just, with all the passion in his heart, he just talked about basically how much he loved the fans and how much he loved wrestling. So if anyone ever asks why I'm a fan of his, there you go. And he's just one of those people that are super passionate about he what he does. He cares that you're entertained. And it's just a lot of people like, hey, I put on a show. You should have been entertained if you weren't, whatever. I, I think if you literally told Cody to his face, I'm not saying he's going to do this. It's not a promise. But I think if you went up to Cole Cody and you said, I didn't enjoy the show, and you list out some reasons and he agreed with you, he would either get you another ticket to another show or find some way to satisfy you. He's just that kind I of guy. I completely agree with that. Just, and yeah. honestly, honestly, I I was I I was not the type of person that you and Tiffany are. I have not supported Cody all the way through. I've never hated him, but I've never I was never on the Cody bandwagon from the beginning. And for a while, I was just like, he's just another WWE guy. I don't feel anything really for him. I think he's cool, but nothing really more than that. And when I started seeing him on Being the Elite, and I started, like, watching him in Ring of Honor, and seeing all this stuff that he's doing with Kenny, and, like, all this sort of stuff, I started realizing, this guy this guy seems a lot cooler, cooler and more important than I thought. And... By the time we got to where AEW was born, I was fully on the back of Cody. When we went to All In, with how freaking nice Cody was when I met him. Like, he was, God, the, one of the nicest people I've ever met. And you, he stayed to meet everyone. He stayed at, at, at Ring of Honor meet and greets. He stayed and met every single person who waited in line for him. Even if it was over time. Even if he had to come out during intermission. All this sort of stuff. And it just shows his true care and passion for the business and for these fans. He wants to please the fans. He wants the fans to have a good time. And now just thinking about, like, the fact that after every show, Cody is always the one who comes out and sees people after the show. He'll come out after the show's over and take a selfie with you, talk to you, really anything, just to make sure that you have a fantastic night and that even if the show wasn't great, you've still got this awesome moment. Which, of course, I don't agree with that. Like, the show would never not be great. But, like, it's one of those things that he is the guy that truly cares about the fans' opinions, the fans' emotion, and about the fact that the fans care about him, and so he wants to give that care back. And that has given me so much love, so much support for Cody, that I've, I never had in the past. And it truly puts me near the front of that Cody brand wagon. I don't think I'm even close to where you and Tiffany are. I, but I'm definitely 
near I'm, the front now. I am very, I am very real with my hierarchy. I am nowhere near where Tiffany is. I love Cody. <laughs> I love Cody to death, but there is, uh, there, there is a line in the sand, and it starts about two hundred feet after Tiffany. His, <laughs> his, uh, his biggest fans are Tiffany. Then you list her name two hundred, and then you can have the next guy. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm probably number one when it comes to SCU, but yeah, yeah. that's that's what I'll be for sure. I yeah. love the SCU. Boys. I was about to say, I, I do. I love Cody, and I think he's great. Not on Tiffany's level. I learned that very quickly. <laughs> I learned that very quickly in our friendship. I never even thought. I mean, like I thought I was, but then it's just like no. But no, uh, it's 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 great. It's great having her. Uh, it's great having her in my life. As far as you know, she is the clear Cody fan. He he Absolutely. knows. He sees her. He's like, hey, how you doing? That kind of thing. And it's it's always remarkable to see people coming up to her to be like, oh, you're the chick that really loves Cody. And it's just like that is amazing to me. I always say yeah. I have like generally, you know. I'm not a person with a huge ego. It gets checked. It gets tested when I'm with <laughs> Tiffany because there are people that I know they will come directly to her and start talking to her about Cody like I don't exist. It is hilarious. I now laugh <laughs> at it. It is funny. I, I even changed my Twitter name to that guy next to Tiffany once because <laughs> that's what it feels like when you're. Well, that's what it feels like when you're at a show with her. You're just like, oh, I'm just this guy over here. Hey, uh, <laughs> I'll hold the seats. Don't worry about it. No, no, it's it, it it's 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 hilarious to me. It's like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, you, you're no, oh, I I have no problem. I want her to have all the spotlight. You know, Absolutely. me, me, I am. Uh, well, great. she she totally deserves it. Honestly, yeah, yeah it, it it's one of those things. But uh yeah, that is that was dynamite for this week. Uh dynamite next week. I had the notes in front of me and then I clicked off the screen. Hold on just a <laughs> second. I know the first I... match we got is the 30 minute Iron Man match. Kenny Omega versus uh Kenny Omega versus Pac. I'm very excited for that. And then very we, jealous. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm like I you know, Iron Man match, if anyone knows uh, it's my favorite stipulation. I've said that on the show first. Uh, so the fact that I get to see the first Iron Man match in AEW history makes me very happy. Uh, I think, you know, it's Kenny Omega and Pac. I mean, four stars is like the – I mean, if you're you're a match rating guy, four stars is probably the floor for their match. And then, yep. uh, uh, you know, the other side of it is they'll break the scale and Meltzer will be like, this was a 5.5, the greatest television wrestling match of all time. You know, <laughs> that, that very well could happen because anytime Kenny Omega is in the ring, there's a chance that that could happen. So uh, I'm excited yeah. about that. <laughs> then we get to butcher the blade, the bunny versus the best friends in orange Cassidy. Um, um, I'm kind of excited about that match. It's it's it, it's like I like the best friends. I like the butcher and the blade, but that's about as far as my emotion goes. I yeah. am going to be more excited for the interaction between Orange Cassidy and the Bunny. Oh, me too. I'm like, is he going to come out and protect himself when she tries to, you know, because she's going to try to just hit holding. Him. He's just yeah. holding his. Uh, uh, he's yeah. holding his junk. 
Yes, you know he's gonna, she's going to try again. Then we get the official weigh-in between Chris Jericho and John Moxley. I don't – since the heavyweight division's kind of open weight, I don't really know whether they're weighing. But, hey, I'm not going to question it. We're going to suspend disbelief, and this weigh-in matters. But I really don't know why they're weighing in. Just throwing that <laughs> out there. I'm like, don't – and then – uh yeah, so those are the three matches we got so far. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have a women's match to decide who's fighting Nyla at the uh Nyla at the show, but that has not been announced yet. But it sounds like another exciting mm-hmm. show. For sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I get to drive up, see my good friend Tiffany, take a nap, and then get to go mm-hmm. to the show. Uh then uh Friday, if you are in Chicago, in the town for C two E two at twelve fifteen main Stage panel will be the Cody, Cody and the Young Bucks. If I, it's gonna be really close on if I make it to the panel because uh, I get in at I'm not I get in at ten forty five, so I will and probably, I get in at eleven forty five, so it's yeah, even yeah. later. And we get in at Union Station, so we have to drive still and have to get lunch and all that jazz. So yeah, more than likely we'll miss that. It's gonna be extremely close for me. And, I mean, it's going to be weather permitting. If there's any type of delay, I won't make it. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about C2E2. So we got Kansas City Wednesday, CTE2 Friday, Revolution Saturday. I'll be coming home Sunday. I think you're going to do some more meet and greets Sunday, right? Sunday I'm coming home too, but I'm coming home uh, around 4 or so. So I'm just going to meet my ox and I'm – coming back i'm sorry my cat just walked in and she's meowing a little bit hello girl Uh, uh, hello so we uh yeah so yeah i'll be out early sunday because you know gotta get ahead you gotta get ahead of everybody dude i'm just i'm excited about the whole trip excited to see you tiffany and austin it's gonna be fun if you oh yeah get to see me or hear me or recognize my voice uh come up and say hi i am the friendliest person you'll ever meet and sydney will he's probably not be, lying yeah he's uh, not lying i'm like sydney will probably be near near me if i am more than likely distracted i do apologize but i i want to meet anybody i want to meet everybody but if you listen to the show I especially want to meet you because you do give me this time out of your life every week as a person that is always behind on podcast. I will always say <laughs> I appreciate every second you listen to me because there's about seriously, I'd say about 30 I want to listen to every week. I'd say out of those 30 I listen to about 10. So <laughs> so uh so I know when you decide to listen to my uh listen to my show that is that is, you know, you sacrificing time. You're giving uh, given to me, and I appreciate that. So, Sydney, do you have anything left? I don't think so. I think I've said pretty much everything. Just same thing as Floyd. If you see me, recognize me from Twitter or recognize my voice from here or any other shows I've done in the past because I've done Pinned. I've been on a couple of cultaholic shows. Um, but uh, if you recognize me at all, Feel free to come up and say hi. I don't bite. I'm a very, very nice person. I may be shy, so I might be a little confused at first, but uh, I'm more than welcome to make more friends. I'm a very, very nice person, and 
yeah, that's that's about it. I'll be there from Friday to Sunday ish, like Sunday morning. If you see me waiting in line for Mox, more than likely you will. Uh, then um, you'll see me there, but more than likely I'll probably be leaving pretty early in the morning after I meet Mox. So, uh, so yeah, I think I think that's about it. Make sure you're following all our social medias. That's at at elite pod at social suplex. Uh, Tiffany is at Phoenix NJPW. Uh, excuse me, that was Amy. Amy is at <laughs> Phoenix NJPW. I was going to say. Yeah, I came back. I caught it. And then <laughs> Tiffany is at All Elite Tiffany on Twitter. Make sure you're following Heart of the Elite on YouTube. She put out a new episode today talking about the figures. She was going to talk about them on this show. Again, times clashed. Didn't work out. So make sure and you and on listen. Twitter. Don't yeah. forget Heart of the Elite on Twitter. Right, and Heart of the Elite on Twitter. Uh, yeah, uh, man, yeah, we want as many people watching the YouTube page as possible. And again, if you're listening to the show, you didn't get a chance to enter the contest. Just go ahead to this YouTube page, episode 49, All Things Elite. Leave a comment. You are entered in. We got about roughly 20 people entered in. All full disclosure, Sydney is entered. And she can win. <laughs> she hasn't been on the show in like a year. And she was a last minute replacement. I'm not going to disqualify her from the contest for helping a brother I out. I appreciate that. Uh, not going to disqualify her from the contest for helping me out because I needed someone to cover today. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Make sure you're following the Social Suplex Podcast Network on Google or Apple. Or you can listen to our show directly, which is all things elite. Google Apple Podcast. Uh, yeah, so that's it for Sid the Kid, as I call her. Uh, as for <laughs> Sid the Kid, this is Floyd saying, whether it's home, work, or school, always do your best to be elite. <laughs>